tip for any short-term rental owner or, or Airbnb guy in this case. If you build your properties in such a way that you attract like-minded people mm -hmm. to yourself, then you also know what he or she will expect or what he or she will like or dislike, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. you can play with it when you set up your property. So you can say, okay, I set up a property. It, it's just to make money. And that's one way to think about it. Of course, we want as much profit as possible. But mm -hmm. if you then start building it in such a way that it suits your lifestyle as well, then you know, okay, if, he, if, if those guys are a bit like me, they probably would need this at that moment of their stay or they like to be, uh, I don't know, they don't like to be disturbed at a certain moment of the day or they, they want some recommendation of this type of this type and that type of restaurant, right? I mean, if you build a, a property which is on the high end side of the, of the short-term rentals, then you are not going to tell them where the close to McDonald's is, right? Got it, right. yeah. So I, think, I like uh, to think of it as, I like, I like to think of it as like, there's almost three different tiers of properties. So you have kind of like yeah. your budget friendly, cheaper price, bare bones type of property. Then you kind of have yeah. the next level up, which is a nice property. And then you kind of have like the Ritz, right? Like of like the cream of the yeah. crop. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. there's almost yeah. different levels like that. That's why the Ritz is the Ritz because they put in that little, yeah. those extra touches. So for- yeah. Somebody kind of in that midpoint, what I'm, what I'm getting from our conversation is really thinking through that customer experience and what do you want them to feel? And I'm big on really yeah. like know who you serve, first of all. So like we like to serve a lot of families and couples, right? So like we'll put out little um, microwavable chocolate treats for the kids and then we'll leave out a bottle of wine and say, here's, you know, when the kids when the munchkins fall asleep, enjoy yeah. this glass of wine on us or whatever. And oh, like, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking about putting the other pieces that I wasn't thinking of, like the smells and things. So like we have a place. What's up, everybody? My name's Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. How you doing, E? My brother. I am so excited for this episode. Um, it is kind of different for me because these are people, these are people from my past. Like, I don't know. This is the first time that my real estate American life meets my kid from Sardinia, spending the every summer in the same spot all together since we were like we were kids so it's very exciting for me for these two worlds to kind of meet for the first time um so i'm super stoked super yeah, this, super stoked. this will be cool all the way across the world coming in from the netherlands for this one and uh th this will be a fun one so what's going on in your world before we get rolling 
Oh man, my world is we're getting ready to gear up for season. So luckily those reservations are starting to come in. But I mean, it's kind of obvious now, right? Like the world is still experiencing COVID. They're in the Netherlands, so they're experiencing COVID now over there too. So like restrictions are happening again. So people are like, well, if it's going to be COVID everywhere, then I might as well go to Florida. Um, so I think we're going to have a really, really, really strong um, winter. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I think that will also help with my refi process. It's once we start getting those seasonal bookings on the, in the books, it's, it's going to make a big difference overall to, to how our financial look and how we're looking from a bank. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I think I mentioned last week that we launched a new unit, which is going well, booking up really well. And I'm actually analyzing another hotel deal uh, up in New Hampshire, which we're excited about. Uh, we had offered on it a couple months ago. And bottom line, offer didn't get accepted. We said, okay, that's fine. Then they just called us back last week and dropped the price, not to what our original asking was, a little more. So we'll see if there's any room for negotiation. And uh, just running through those numbers could be another exciting project over the winter this year and uh, would add another 16, 16 doors to the portfolio. So that would be nice. cool. So we'll it's see, always uh, good when somebody else calls you, right? When they're like, hey, you know? It, you always feel better. You know what I mean? When you're not the one looking for somebody and they come looking for you, you're like, okay, I have some, I have some power now because it's a completely different situation. And they probably did not adjust as well as, as you did. So it's very, very interesting to see that afterwards they kind of, they're hurting right now, probably, right? Like, I mean, we never hope it for anybody, but it's kind of the reality of what's happening um, that, in our that's, business. Yeah, that's it. And a lot of people think... <clears throat> that it's taking advantage of somebody or whatever. And that's really not the case. You know, depending on whatever situation somebody's in, you come in, you acquire the property for whatever the numbers make sense for you. And you're getting them out of a deal that's going to start losing them money if they don't have the capital to do what they need to do. So you just that's create, correct. real estate is all about creating win-win situations. So if you want to come in and play the shark game, that'll, that'll get you to certain places, but it's only going to get you so far. And uh, I believe in karma. So I always look for creating win-wins. <laughs> But anyway, today we have two very special guests coming in from the Netherlands and from uh, Emmanuel's blast from the past. Today we have Ed- past. <laughs> Antonio <laughs> and Dominique. Uh, they have a different backstory than a lot of our guests. So they are involved in hospitality on various fronts. Together they own Guest X Inside. It's a company that focuses on the psychological aspects of the customer and guest journey. They inspire brands to be memorable, creating profitable customer journeys and training their staff accordingly. Antonio also owns an Italian restaurant with his brother in the Netherlands. So without further ado, Antonio and Dominique, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. What an introduction. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to have you guys. So why don't you kind of take us back and, and walk us through your journey of how you got into this hospitality business and this, you know, this customer experience type of unique niche that you're in. Uh, ciao, Mike, and ciao, fratello, Emanuele. <laughs> how are you? Awesome, man. And yeah, great, man. Great to be here. Thank you very much for having me on the show and having Dominica as well. 
so yeah, we started with the uh, idea of starting the company actually right after university. And it was like 10 years ago. And we said, yeah, we were visiting hotels and restaurants and we were saying, yeah, man, there are so many things that can go better, but who is going to listen to graduates? Actually, you are in your early 20s and no one is taking, taking any word from you, right? When you, start, when you come in and you say, okay, you guys really should focus on this or on that. And I mean, there are margins of improvements here and there. So then actually, you know, we left the idea behind and we said, okay, we need to do some more experience uh, in the hospitality field ourselves. So Dominique just started with her career entering hotels and she did uh, well on various management positions. And me, I decided to open an Italian restaurant. So I said, actually, if you guys don't believe me and you don't believe the way that I think about hospitality will bring you further, uh, let me open a restaurant myself. And then, of course, what happens is that people come into your restaurant and it's like it's, it's a huge Italian restaurant. And we have like 120 seats. And the first thing that people say, ah, this guy is crazy, he's 22, and he opens this huge restaurant with his brother. Uh, he won't last even six months. It was 2008, so it was the economic crisis. So, um, yeah, people yeah. said you were crazy. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, okay, the restaurant took off very well, actually. Uh, we are still in business. Uh, things are, are going great. Uh, and then about... Four years ago, we started again with the idea that we had back in, you know, just after university and said to ourselves, okay, we still like this, uh, uh, this concept of analyzing the way experiences are being dealt with in hospitality, right? So just to get out of the tunnel vision of having your own restaurant, I just wanted to go outside and see, okay, what is happening in the field? Uh, what is changing? And Dominic had the same feeling. So yeah, we started to get back to school and just to read as many books as we could on hospitality and actually the psychological aspects behind it. Uh, what is involved in the decision-making of a guest? Um, uh, think about the emotions that are involved, not only what the guests want to achieve, but also what he feels why he wants to achieve something. And you can think about, yeah, when you enter, for example, a property, even if, if, if I have to take an example in, on your side, uh, you are in the Airbnb short rental uh, business so I'm entering your property and I'm a guest and I'm about to enter your property and I'm opening the door but I find garbage next to the door uh, what does it mean to me on the emotional aspect even if the property is really nice inside once you're inside you already step inside the property with a different feeling right so yeah, we started uh, with playing with this uh, with this idea. What yeah, what uh, emotions uh, actually do to you during an experience? And then we managed to discuss our ideas with a professor at the hotel school of Lausanne, and he helped us with uh, to elaborate these ideas in a better way and funding them on a research basis. Mm -hmm. and, that's how we uh, we started our company. 
and our main values are right now to create actually memorable, memorable uh, customer, or in this case, guest journeys. And I always say they need to be profitable for the guest in terms of adding value. And they also have to add value for the investor in this case, or property owner, or hotel manager, or restaurant owner. Um, in terms of uh, profitability, right? Um, how do you do this? How do you find the extra value? And the extra value, you find the extra value by actually um, building or developing or improving uh, a customer journey, which we call guest journey because we believe in guests in our industry, not about customers. Slightly different word, but it means to the world. Mm -hmm. So um, when you, for example, enter um, a hotel and they give you this bottle of wine in the room and it's like 9 a.m. in the morning and they offered you their early check-in, right? So you enter your hotel room and you find this bottle of red wine you might wanna you might wanna think ah that's a great gesture but in the end it is not value added right because mm. you are coming in early morning, it doesn't right? make sense you it doesn't make sense it doesn't yeah. add value so yeah. i'm only saying what we see for example in many cases is that people are just doing the wrong investment not adding value not adding value to the guest experience in this yeah. case i think i think uh, that's yeah. that's a very important point when it comes to airbnbs right because i think you have limited resources because you're you're a single person a lot of the time right so you're not a company so yeah. a big hotel can afford to roll out let's say everybody gets a, gets a bottle of wine and it's not as expensive for them right but you as an as a Airbnb host, especially if you don't have a lot of units, you don't have a lot of money. So what I think it's important from what Antonio is kind of talking about is spend your money according to making the guest experience better and not necessarily what you think you would like, right? Because like maybe you're very unique, like you want like, cupcakes from the corner store that you like maybe the next person doesn't like that right so what is something that you can spend your money on to improve on the guest experience as antonio was saying and i love that you guys call them guests because i mean we do we do the same thing right even when we talk yeah, to an an ac company that goes all the people that service our properties they know i'm like the guest is there right so we don't call them tenants even if there could technically be tenants right we always refer to them as guests. Um, I was telling Mike, Anto, that you had, we had talked about this because Mike, what's funny is when me and Antonio, we met, he came here at the beginning of the year and we went to a restaurant and Antonio and I <laughs> have this dream that we want to open a restaurant together here, here in Florida. And um, we went to the restaurant and literally we spent the entire night pretty much being like, yeah, this could be better or that could be better or this could be better, yeah, right? Yeah. And Anto, you share with me that there is particular smells um, because we had a, 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 another 
guest on the podcast just now that talked about the smells that he uses. So you had told me about this thing about particular smells that help you um, make people feel in a certain way. So what smells would you use? Like if you had a Airbnb and you want somebody to walk in and feel like at home, um, what are some smells that you could like use that would help kind of enhance the guest experience? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Actually, uh, I really want to bring you back for a second just to help the listeners to understand why why smell is so important, right? Um, Smell is important because it adds to create a memorable moment. And it is not only the smell that's important, actually it's the five senses that play a big role when people start to make memory of an experience. And we talked about like one month ago. And the thing that you told me was, yeah, one year ago, I went back to Sardinia. That is, and you told me about how you slept like a baby in Sardinia, yeah, right? In Italy, back smells. in Italy. Yeah. And you told me one thing of all your vacation. You could, you could have told me anything about the food, about the beach, about the, about the sun, the heat, whatever. What, what you told me was, I still remember... This, this, the smell of the pine trees in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so smell is really, really strong. So to come, to come back to, to your question, what type of smell you would expect, mm-hmm. for example, in your Airbnb, is strongly dependent on the location. Destination. And the destination yeah. as well. Very interesting. So... Yeah, so I can tell you that the thing about our company is that I, I cannot tell you, for example, ah, you have to put uh, roses smell in your in your in your accommodation because it doesn't it it is it is not true for everybody. I mean, in a, in the place where you were, you probably expected the pine tree smell or or beach or whatever you know. But probably if I'm in the mountains uh, and in, in another type of place, I might want another type of smell. And it's even the type of, of Airbnb or property that you have, which characterize the, the smell, the smell choice. Mm. Um, like the, the level, you, like the level of property, like a luxurious property versus a luxurious like property. A cabin. Yeah. Yeah. A cabin. yeah like in, uh, for example, in many luxurious hotels, you smell lemongrass. We've seen them in yeah. Miami, in Dubai, they all had lemongrass. I think lemongrass is like, it's yeah, you, it's the same as luxury. Yeah, it's luxury, but it also uh, lemongrass is also related to um, freshness. Uh, freshness and cleanness, cleanness. right? Yeah. Got it. So just it it is it is not that difficult to understand and asking yourself, okay, which smell would I wanna? Which emotion do I want to evoke? That's that's that's, that's the question. That's the question. That's, it's it's not the smell that you have yeah. to ask. Okay, I like roses. No, it's not I like roses. Mm-hmm. I like. No, it's not about pines. It's about really, really good. What Dominic is saying right now. It's about the emotion that we want to evoke. So, so is there like a want- framework that we could use that, like you guys use when you're consulting with a, a hotel or a restaurant? What is kind of the framework? What are the components? So there's like you said, the five senses. So if we just took as an example, let's say, uh, I don't know, a two bedroom house on the beach in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Right? And we, we want to create an experience for people to feel like they're on vacation at the beach. 
just a hypothetical, yeah. right? So what yeah. would be some of the elements that you would look for to create that type of experience? And let's just say that we cater to families and couples that are going away on a, on a, either a family vacation or a couple's retreat. So you just want to, you just want to hear the, the, the smells, right? Well, uh, I'm thinking like overall framework of like okay, what, what all, components would be involved. What, what components be involved? Well, the components that should be involved, uh, first of all, is that at least three of the five senses should be involved. Okay. So yeah, you want to have, uh, I always put in smell because smell is so strong. Once you have smelled something, you will never forget it all your life. I still know how the smell of the coffee is at my uh, uh, uncle's place back in Italy. You know, it is coffee smells everywhere the same, but there it smells differently. So smell is really, really strong. Uh, then I really put in um, touch. It, it's, a, it's a tricky one, especially yes. now. So just just leave the touch. It's not. It's uh, then I would put in uh, sight, sight and yes. hearing. Yeah. So we have smell, sight, and hearing. So if we take uh, Emmanuel as an example in this case, which is really straightforward, he was smelling the pine trees. He was probably. Uh, uh, Hearing the, sea. He, hearing the sea or the, the wind in the trees, right? And he was probably seeing an outside uh, nice uh, area, area yeah. or yeah. sunshine or whatever. Okay, so what exactly. can you do in your property to evoke that emotion or that goes along with uh, a vacation feeling, tranquility, uh, laid back? Um, yes, I'm out there, right? Uh, what can I what can I bring in? in the property that's that's actually what you're asking you know mm -hmm. so uh, what what you think what you should think about is okay a uh, fresh uh smell fresh and soft i would say fresh because it revitalizes you and you know we people go to the beach just to be to, to relax but also to recharge you can just buy the smell it's called sea breeze just yeah. put them in some diffusers and you have the perfect <laughs> perfect smell <laughs> it's not that it's not that difficult it's not that difficult people just don't think about it no exactly uh, it is it is not it is called science but it's not that high science no. it is really straightforward and then you can play with the colors in in the room just to enhance it so if you choose the color of the paint, for example, uh, even the position of your furniture plays a big role. Take outside in. It's the beach. People it, want to experience the nature. So take nature inside. With the colors that you use. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So what's so the you like that? And, well, like, a, like, like a pale blue or like a like a turquoise yeah. type of color with like some and lights and some woods yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. correct. And, okay. and, and then if I might, in the, the thing that, that you are creating by combining these three senses, considering that the, uh, the overall experience is fine, right? Everything is going well. You haven't built yet uh, uh, um, a great moment in your in the in the guest experience. The, the guest is just fine right now. The property is is around the seven or eight, right? People are are are, are happy, and you add this well thought uh, moment that you want to create for them. So what you are doing by introducing these 
senses or actually the, the, the stimulus of the senses just to evoke a certain emotion is that you're trying to create uh, a peak moment for them, right? And this is a powerful aspect that we always consider when we uh, create or develop guest journeys. Um, what what a researcher, a psychologist has discovered, his name is Daniel Kahneman, he discovered that actually people tend to remember just the peak moment and the end mm. of an experience. Mm. What usually happens actually in the, in the restaurant wor world, in hospitality in general, is that at the beginning of the experience, it's overwhelming. So you enter a hotel room and uh, people just promise you the world. They give you everything. If you if you are on a honeymoon, you will find, I mean, uh, rose petals, rose petals a pie or whatever. And they call you by name and everything. And what happens is that by the end of your journey, not in all cases, but in most cases, don't, they don't even know who you are anymore. So people tend just to put everything at the beginning um, and that's also a risk that you can, that can occur in the Airbnb, right? And even in the short-term rental. So what you, if you start from this, um, proven research that people just remember the peak and the end of an experience, you probably also agree with the fact that the experience should be good enough for most of the time and exceptional just occasionally mm -hmm. because in the end wow. say that again i think that's that's important for people to understand right because i think i yeah. think if you're trying to create an exceptional experience 100% of the time you're going to create unrealistic kind of pressure yeah. also on on yourself as a host as an operator of of any business right like it's just as in life right if you're trying to be 100% perfect at home with your family, with your wife, yeah, with your friends yeah. at work. It, 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 it doesn't really work. But also now with, with the science that Antonio brought, you realize that you don't even really need to because people don't really remember all of it anyways. And yeah, it's, the it's a proven science because they asked uh, people at Disney. I mean, Disney is the example of making a memorable experience. They asked people six weeks after their stay, um, what do you remember of your uh, stay at Disney? And everybody answered, I remember Space Mountain and uh, Disney the Minnie Mouse ears. So they remember just one peak moment and they remember the end of the trip. Yeah, because so, they, they, they buy the Minnie Mouse ears yeah, when they, when when they, they leave home. the park. Yeah. Mm. interesting so i'm wondering so, yeah. I, I was thinking as you guys were, were talking about that because like typically we put out some type of welcome gift for our guests at our properties yeah. and it as you were talking it got me thinking of to create something memorable something different what if i i almost hid something somewhere else and left like a note on the nightstand like hey by the way there's this cool thing somewhere in the nightstand or whatever yeah. and it's like oh wow like that was i, I don't yeah. know just something different that didn't hit them right at the beginning but like as they laid down that first night they were like oh wow that was like really cool yeah just or something different just, not at the beginning 
Yeah, or even just kind of move one of those gifts, right? Like one of those things that you put at the beginning. What if you had it dropped off in the middle of their stay, right? Mm-hmm. So like yeah. randomly like a bottle of wine, you know? Yeah. What I find powerful about this is that, uh, and I don't want to scare you, is that how can you give a gift to a person that you Today. don't know yet? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like it's like when you are starting a relationship and you are bringing red roses to your new friend, fiance, or whatever, and she's allergic, and she's allergic for it, or <laughs> she doesn't like the red roses, right? So what I it's much wiser, for example, to write a personal note at the beginning. Mm. Mm. So then you create true personalization just uh, you create already a connection this welcoming feeling and if you have done your homework before then you might know some some preferences of your guests right you can look them up on facebook or linkedin or whatever so it's happening um, so keeping it's it, happening guys yeah, keeping it, it keeping it very pg like do not go down rabbit holes and find out everything about your guests and then write on the note hey i saw you no, had this no. shirt on the on the picture of your Facebook, no, so I found it for no, you. No, not really in that That's case. Creepy. But, but, but yeah. for instance, what if someone is a big fan of a, of a, of a certain sports team and you know the sports, the game is yeah. on that night, just leave him a note and write thing. It means more than a bottle of wine that he might not even like. I mm. think the difference with uh, hotels and Airbnb is that like hotels, it's, it's much easier because you have the frontline employee that has really the chance to talk with the guests like hi where are you from how was your journey so it's it's much easier to get information and then to act on that information as airbnb mm. normally or you just hand over a key or they pick up the key in in a place and you don't have any contact um so it's it's never strange to re- like literally ask like how are you doing uh what do you expect of your stay and they will give you some details. They, they don't even notice that they are, are just giving away what they need. But uh, here comes our work. We train the people to like read the guests and to just find, like look at little details, like how they move their head, how they move their arms. Are they unsure? Are they happy? Did they have a long trip and are they really tired? Like if you have these small details, you can find out then you can act on that. Like for example, um, you just give a call to uh, the person that arrived, uh, there is a place to pick up the key, but you're not there, just give them a call. How was your journey? Oh, it was so exhausting. We had a, like a six hour delay. Then you know how to act. Then you rush to the, I don't know, supermarket. You get them like, uh, you, or you, yeah, you, you go to the good Italian restaurant, you order a takeaway for them and you bring it to their, to their apartment or um, you offer them uh, like uh, there's a massage available one hour. Would you like me to book it for you? It's like it's in the small details and then you act on that and then your guests will be really surprised. Like, how does he know that I'm so tired? Well, yeah. you said it and, and he, he could hear it on your voice or... Like uh, that's so important. And if I can add something on that, it's like, and that maybe is a tip for any short-term rental owner or, or Airbnb guy in this case. If 
you build your properties in such a way that you attract like-minded people mm -hmm. to yourself, then you also know what he or she will what expect or what he or she will like or dislike, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. you can play with it when you set up your property. So you can say, okay, I set up a property. It, it's just to make money. And that's one way to think about it. Of course, we want as much profit as possible. But mm -hmm. if you then start building it in such a way that it suits your lifestyle as well, then you know, okay, if, he, if, if those guys are a bit like me, they probably would need this at that moment of their stay or they like to be, uh, I don't know, they don't like to be disturbed at a certain moment of the day or they, they want some recommendation of this type of this type and that type of restaurant, right? I mean, if you build a, a property which is on the high end side of the, of the short-term rentals, then you are not gonna tell them where the close to McDonald's is, right? Got it, right. yeah. So and I, think, I like uh, to think of it as, I like, I like to think of it as like, there's almost three different tiers of properties. So you have kind of like yeah. your budget friendly, cheaper price, bare bones type of property. Then you kind of have yeah. the next level up, which is a nice property. And then you kind of have like the Ritz, right? Like of like the cream of the yeah. crop. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. there's almost yeah. different levels like that. That's why the Ritz is the Ritz because they put in that little, yeah. those extra touches. So for- yeah. Somebody kind of in that midpoint, what I'm, what I'm getting from our conversation is really thinking through that customer experience and what do you want them to feel? And I'm big on really yeah. like know who you serve, first of all. So like we like to serve a lot of families and couples, right? So like we'll put out little um, microwavable chocolate treats for the kids and then we'll leave out a bottle of wine and say, here's, you know, when the kids... When the munchkins fall asleep, enjoy yeah. this glass of wine on us or whatever. And oh, like, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking about putting the other pieces that I wasn't thinking of, like the smells and things. So like we have a place in New Hampshire up in the mountains. So I'm yeah. thinking, okay, I can get some type of pine or fire yeah. smelling yeah. candles or air fresheners. And then we use a lot of really soft and furry blankets that kind of give you that like yeah. Scandinavian feel. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, th and then just some of the different like pieces that we put in there combined with that little welcome gift just kind of seals that whole experience. Yeah. yeah. So what you're actually building, you're not building, an you're building experience, but you're building also a story. Yeah. And mm. the human mind is built to accept story easy. Yep. Right. Even even when mm -hmm. you tell something to 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 a person and you want to explain something, I still remember my my history teacher at school. She was great because she taught she taught history in a storytelling way. Mm -hmm. So what you are doing is actually is actually great, Mike. Like in ending this story, because you're telling about the uh, apartment you have. Like for example, if people come home, write a card, spray the the perfume you had in the home on the card and then send it to him so as soon as they open this handwritten note from you i hope you enjoyed your stay welcome home and hope to see you again and they get this smell they the story is complete that is oh, that's amazing right i want yeah. everybody that's, to write that down and i am yeah, totally gonna start doing that because yeah, do it i had a conversation with somebody about this the other day and i was actually um 
on a walk this morning. I like to walk around this golf course near me and the smell of the leaves turning. Mm -hmm. It brought me right back to when I was 10 years old, playing outside, making scarecrows and things around Halloween. And it instantly, that scent of smell brought me right back. And it's so true that I want to start leveraging that more because I put air fresheners in, but I don't, I haven't consciously thought about Mm -hmm. what, fragrance ties that into then also tie into the toiletry kits that we use do the smells is it a continuous experience of like that feeling in that property yeah and then you want to go back because you want to experience it again it's it's in our nature that you want to have like positive emotions all the time so if you have this positive emotion with your apartment then you think like for example you smell it again it's 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 turning autumn winter you think like Oh, this was his apartment. Let's go back. It's mm-hmm. you can program it in in someone's head, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 What, what Dominic is saying, if you if you have a, a, a positive emotion, you want more of that emotion, yeah. right? And you will do anything to achieve more. Yeah. And uh, to have more of it, it's like when you receive love, right? And your love is returned back, and you 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 just want more of it, and you. And people, when they visit your accommodation, it's it's the same. Make sure they want more of it. Make sure they fall in love with your property. Make sure they fall in love with you. Not literally. Well, even... <laughs> I mean, but, I mean but even still. better. Like, if they yeah, fall in love with you, better. they'll keep coming back they also. Keep so. coming back. Uh, yeah. The thing is, if people fall in love with you, they accept um, yeah. the, the, the... Little errors. Little errors. Right, we are we we can forgive. Not we are you know most people are you know they're ready to forgive you unless we have a relationship. That's that's the basis, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So um, I yeah. I I would like to touch on something that Dominique kind of brought up very fast. That is, you also help brands kind of train their people in recognizing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of a lot of Airbnb hosts, because I know this with myself in my own personal journey is I am excellent on the one-to-one. So then as I had to grow, I had to find another me. And I know Mike is going through that moment now too, that he's growing and trying to find another him. So what are some things that that you've seen help people kind of like teach that level of customer customer care? Because it is customer service, but to me it's more like, customer care because what you're really teaching somebody is, is how do you care about somebody past the point of him being being just a customer right so you you're mm-hmm. teaching that so if you are not naturally and you're like okay i want to teach it to somebody and train somebody what are some things that people should really like kind of concentrate on for you it's really easy because you're italian so it's in your nature yes that's, that's what true. we see <laughs> we see in the southern cultures mm. um people are more authentic and guests, um, they always have a warm feeling when they visit hotels and restaurants in the south of Europe because that's uh, the, first, the first thing. People use their hands. And oh. um, th- that's really like using your hands. Um, enforces and, what you yeah, say. Enforces what you say. It, yeah. Yeah. And then it welcomes also people. Yeah. So if I if I can hang on you know, yeah. that, you have to consider not only what you say verbally, but also what you do non-verbally. Yeah. And that's the main thing is that uh, if you come from the north, 
you're not so used to uh, to just to you beat your hands out of your pockets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could use your hands, right? And coming to the south, you already it's it's a natural thing, cultural thing, cultural related. It, it doesn't, but still, you can train it. That's the most important yeah. thing, you know. And so, be aware that there is a non-verbal uh, cluster that actually you can use. And that means if you want to make somebody feel welcome in person, you probably want to show uh, openness, right? So how do you do it? You can say, hey, you're welcome. But if you uh, add your nonverbal communication with showing, for example, the palm of your hands and smiling, which is, of course, not, not a new one. But usually we always say don't... Uh, even if it's 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 not possible now because you know we have this social distance. Usually, try to uh, to remove any any barriers you know between you and your guest. Uh, and this can be yourself uh, closing, for example, this. You can have everything closed, even even your your legs crossed, whatever. Open up everything. So what you are saying with, for example, opening your palm of your hands and you know using large gestures you're saying you know you can trust me i have nothing to hide and the subconscious mind of the person in front of you will automatically say automatically say ah i can trust this person i feel what do you feel welcome you know now we can start talking now, now i can, can now we can build a relationship and i'm ready to accept what he or she is saying and telling to me so be aware mm -hmm. of that and yeah, you can, you have uh, several YouTube uh, videos just explaining what nonverbal communication is um, and how you can actually train yourself, you know, just to slightly improve. It's not that you, if you're not used to use your hands with big gestures to uh, in everyday life, you can still learn, you know, just try it every day. Uh, for example, what I teach uh, um, here, my, my own stop is that when people come in and they're about 16 or 17, 18 years old and it's their first job, they usually um, not indicate a table uh, to a guest mm -hmm. with a closed hand, you know, like this, but they used to point. And I'm pointing my finger now for the ones just listening. Uh, the human mind is not really happy with accepting the pointing finger. Pointing finger, if I do this and you look at the camera, it's, it's like you have to do this, this, and this. Yeah, go and sit you, there. You, mm -hmm. Go and sit there. You don't accept it in a positive way. You do it because you have to. But, but if I do it like this, please, can you sit here? And if you have the chance to watch the video, just look at it and you will see the difference. So it is all these kind of small tricks that you can teach yourself that might, you know, might um, help people to feel more welcome. Mm. And there are also a couple of tricks because I heard you in a previous podcast saying, okay, I'm not really meeting always with a, with a guest or there's not a real person, you know, you're receiving the guest. We are doing uh, digital check-in and whatever. You can do a lot with pictures as well. Make sure, for example, that in the, in the photo of yourself that you are sending when you want to receive a guest or whatever, that your eyes are really clear and visible, that you smile, that you have this open... Uh, uh posture uh for example you, you 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 two guys when you are in the, um, the headshot that you have of the show you have your arms crossed right and that's a perfect uh, that's a that's a that's a perfect way of saying okay guys you know we are the ones that are here 
the the ones that that, that know have the expertise <laughs> that have the expertise right so you want to be a bit more confident. So that's a way of, of saying, okay, I'm confident, right? So it's actually that's a funny. thing that you already naturally do, but if you are aware of it, then you can start playing with it. And then you can mm. use it to add value. And um, frontline staff can read the guests through this way. You can see if someone's insecure, you can see if someone's not comfortable in a situation, so that's what most companies forget. They have this whole checklist for frontline staff just to check if they had done all the procedures like open the door. Okay, mm -hmm. you can you can open the door for your guests, but if your posture is like closed, if you're looking down and saying, hi, welcome, then it's, yeah, you opened the door, but it's not the experience. So we, we slightly noticed that... Um, Companies think it's worth the investments to do this non-verbal communication training. Um, but but still, many companies think that just the checklist, if, if the frontline staff does all the procedures of check-in, then it's fine. But but it's not, actually. Yeah. yeah. So how, how do you guys see this? So the reality of, of, of the time that we live now, I think also for mm -hmm. hotels, most of them are going to go to remote check-in right so how is this how is the industry going to kind of get get these cues from people in a world that is now social distancing like how how can we like is there like patterning in like in the language that they use when they send messages like how can people like understand kind of get the same information without seeing somebody in person because who, who who knows, right? Like maybe hotels will yeah. never have that that front person. I think that that we as a human can make the difference. We cannot be replaced by computers or yeah. I yeah. I genuinely think that that to create yeah. like this really personal experience, uh, you need a person in front of you. You need to hear the voice. You need to see the yeah. gestures. You. But so even for now, a lot of folks on just as, as Airbnb in particular, yeah, a lot of folks don't get the chance to do that personal interaction. I know I don't because yeah. I yeah. have properties all over the country. So yeah. what could we do in the messaging or different things in the listing mm -hmm. that maybe we haven't talked about yet that could create that personal touch to just show that we care when we can't be there? Mm hmm. Well, for example, uh, make a welcome video and send it the day before your guests mm. is traveling to your apartment. Um, pictures, make, make sure they see the face behind the apartment to yeah. like begin the relationship. And what is maybe important, make this video while you're in the apartment or in front of the apartment that they are yeah. going to stay in. So in, they In front of the property. Yeah. So what you're going to say with this message is, okay, this guy is really managing this place. He owns or whatever this place. So it's also a moment of building trust. Mm. It is not they kind of see you and they see you in the same place yeah, and you see, go there. Yeah. Then yeah. they go there and, okay, and then you start with, you know, they go there with confidence, right? Okay, uh, Mike has been there or Manu has been there. It's real. It's real. You know, this is real. People, you know, just want to see that the, that, the, that the thing is real. They want to see that you are real as a person. 
that you are there, that you are that you are authentic. And I think uh, that's the main reason why people book Airbnb uh, instead of this not personal big hotel chain because they know there's one owner that is probably taking good care of his accommodation and um like if you show that to them then yeah, yeah. make yeah. sure no you trust. make sure you're they should never have the doubt that you are a robot right yeah make sure yeah. that they they should have the feeling that they are dealing with a human being yeah and that's always a thing that i say to people before a person is a guest uh, a customer whatever you want to call them we are all human beings yeah. Mm. And if you start from that principle, then 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 you start right on the right foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So show them any way you can by by making sure that you are reachable anytime via WhatsApp, uh, for example, you know, or and by any 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 channel. And Dominique added a, a great example of saying, okay, just make this welcome video. Yeah. And then you have to make sure that this welcome video is not the same when they return back. Nope. <laughs> so not twice the same welcome video to the yeah. same person. Yeah. That's smart. I mean, they can. Ex- I mean, yeah. That, then they see that you you have been there again. So yeah. what you are saying, if you have been there again, he checked it again. He checked it, especially for me. You know what the thing with hospitality is? It's not very difficult, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, yeah. If you want to do it right, if you want to give everybody a personalized experience, it's just a lot of work. Yeah. But it's fun because you're in you're yeah. in a business because you like it. Yeah. So that's awesome. And then I can add this thing like you have to use the name of the guest. Yeah. Always yeah. say the name and try try to break the bridge from formality to informality. I always say the biggest deals in life are made when you say when you are on the informal level with someone, not the formal mm-hmm. level, right? Yeah. Yeah, when you're like, yeah, when you're in that conversation of just kind of kind of being friends and writing things on the napkin. Yeah. Right? I think that's why yeah. that happens. Um that's so guys, I want to be respectful of of your time. Um, where can people kind of find out more about the company and like your your thoughts and kind of get in touch with you guys? Well, the company, we have a, a website. You can find us on guestexinside.com. And the other way best to find it's us LinkedIn. is LinkedIn. Yeah. We are with the company around LinkedIn, Inside, And my name is Antonio Pibia. Uh, my name, it's difficult. It's Dutch. It's Dominique de Groot, but I'm on the Guestexinside uh, LinkedIn page as well. So you can find us there. That's easier. Yeah, perfect. Because <laughs> that spelling yeah. would never work. Yeah, um, no, the and one. then we we asked the same question to all of our guests. Yours is going to be a little bit different, but what would you say is your number one secret to being successful in the hospitality industry? For sure, be authentic. Out- yeah, yeah aut- authenticity. Authenticity, is so important. Honesty and simplicity. Yeah, and then I have an exercise for everyone uh, listening to this, and hotels do it so many times is have someone walk through your experience. Mm-hmm. So have someone with a trained eye just um, just go through your experience and ask him not only what he did or what he wanted to achieve or how his holiday, but ask him specifically about the emotions involved. 
because there, there, this that's a gap that you really, really can uh, add value for your guests, right? Uh, the thing is, if you do it yourself, you will never see it from a different perspective. So always have someone walk through the experience. If you want, you can just you know hire a consultant. But in these times, you know uh, you can also ask a good friend. I'm I'm not here to promote myself. I always say you know we we always want the best for everyone and hospitality especially. Ask a good friend you know who has a certain expertise, of course. Uh, uh, not the guy that's always hanging out in the bar. Mm-hmm. Ask a good, reliable friend and just ask him, okay, go through it. And, and what do you feel? What do you feel? And if you have to tell me that my baby is ugly, please tell me. <laughs> it, won't yeah. be, it won't be that, right? Yeah. So yeah. That's, that, that, that's a tip that I, I really would, would, would leave, leave to you. I love yeah. that. I know yeah. we always yeah. recommend students before you launch a new property, stay in the property yeah like, also sleep spend there. a night like test everything yeah. and i like yeah. having somebody else go through it and asking them i think my big takeaway is focusing more on how you make people feel not just the experience because when you focus on feeling yeah. you start to get different ideas from the senses the smell the sight the touch mm-hmm. all those different components are all integral so yeah. this was really eye-opening for me. I really appreciate you guys being here. This was like super valuable and uh, I hope to have you guys back on. And I, at some point would love to get over there and test out your yeah. restaurant and come hang with you guys. So thank you guys. Again. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you so much. It was, it was a pleasure. Yeah. I mean, it was a pleasure. We're so excited to be here. We are like talking. He's been following your show for a long time already. So yeah. oh, thank you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, well, thank you guys again. Job. It was awesome meeting you guys. Thanks. We'll definitely Bye. stay connected and we'll talk soon. Thank sure. you so much. Bye. Ciao. Hey, STR Nation. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes. And we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.